Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Josh, and I'm your Push Coach. Thank you so much for joining me for season three of my podcast, where my mission is to help coaches, leaders, and entrepreneurs to find purpose and passion in their work while turning it into a six and even seven figure coaching business. But before we dive into today's episode, let me just share a little bit about me. After making only two sales in my entire first year of business, I've gone on to create a multi-million dollar coaching business, helping people just like you to find confidence, clarity, and become leaders that change the world. On this show, you're going to get tools and resources that are going to help you to make success easier than you ever thought possible. We're going to help you reprogram your beliefs and mindset for success and create a program that gives your clients massive results. Also, I would love to give you a free copy of my brand new book, The Best Version of You. Head over to joshcoats.com to grab a copy and learn the exact strategies that I have used to build a multi-million dollar coaching business. So excited to have you here today. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Your Push Coach. My name is Josh. I'm your push coach. So excited to hang out with you guys today. I've got another guest for you today, and we are going to be jamming today on the mindset of sales. So if you are someone who is listening to this and you're like, I want to work with clients. I want to help people. I want to make a difference. But oh my God, the idea of actually having that conversation or whatever that looks like in that process, it scares me. It kills me. It makes me go crazy. Keep listening because we're going to jam on that today. And I'm super excited. I have got Shelby Houston, who is a health and wellness coach of four years and also does professional sales for a living in the corporate world, which is super cool. So we're going to like I love the idea of seeing like different worlds collide because I think that sometimes um, in one world, we have things that work really, really, really well. And we go to another world. We think it's totally polar opposite. and has to be completely different. And I actually think that there are a lot of things that mesh and jive in multiple worlds. So we're going to dig into that uh, today. And I'm really excited. Shelby, thanks for being here. Thanks so much. I'm super excited too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's dig right in. Um, I want to talk a little bit, you know, we were chatting a little bit before um, we hit record about some of the limiting beliefs people have um, around sales and we brought Mm -hmm. up rejection. So let's dive into that one first, because that one's the juicy one, right? Like the the second people just hear that, like fear of rejection, I think everyone immediately is like, yep, I need to hear this. So let's Mm -hmm. let's dive into that. What is some of the things you see with people that you're mentoring and training or maybe even some things that you dealt with yourself? around this idea of rejection? Absolutely. I think for me in the beginning, especially in my corporate job, I was so scared to like send an email or even pick up the phone because I'm like, what if I don't know the right thing to say? What if I don't have the answer to their question? What if, um, you know, what if I just kind of make a fool of myself? And so it was almost like, like what I didn't even want to try. I didn't want to put myself out there because I, I was so scared of like it not being received on the other end. Right. And I see that, like I said, I saw that in myself, especially in my corporate job. And I see that in the people that I mentor as well of it's almost this like lack of confidence or like 
we think we have a lack of confidence or, or belief in what we're talking about. So we're scared to even try in the first place. And I see so many people let, let that hold them back from even engaging in conversation with your potential clients. Right. Right. So, okay. I, I love this. What if I don't know the right thing to say? If you're listening right now, nod your head. I know I can't see you, but nod your head anyways, if like you can relate to that. So how did you kind of like deal with this? I am a big person of ripping off the bandaid. And so in my corporate job, I do like full sales calls, full demos of the product that I sell. And it started with me like literally writing word for word a script in order to get comfortable with what I was talking about. And what I noticed for me is as I started to build the belief, words are hard today, as I started to build the belief in what I was selling by taking a step back and understanding it better myself, I got more comfortable talking about the product, the service. Um, But I also think it, it comes from repetition. It comes from being afraid and showing up and doing it anyways and putting, giving yourself more opportunities to get up to bat. Um, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to mess up. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're not going to have answers to all of their questions. But for me, it's in those moments where like I mess up or I don't have the answer that I learn the most because I guarantee I might make a fool of myself one time, but then yeah. I'm going to go learn the answer and I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. No, and, and I'm the same way, even with my presentations. Like last night, I did a big webinar and literally like this morning, I woke up and the first thing I did was message my team and it said, okay, let's tear it apart. What did I do wrong last night? Where did the mm-hmm. energy fall off? What could I have done better? Because I want to get it while it's fresh in our brains. Mm-hmm. If we wait till two or three weeks later, we kind of forget the experience. And I think that I think that people are so afraid to fail that they never get the chance to learn how to become better. They don't yeah. realize like it's it's in the failure that we actually learn how to get it right. And it's, it was the same for me as a life coach. I had to just go sit down with people and have coffee and just go for it. I had to just be like, I don't know where the hell this is going to go. I'm just <laughs> going to start asking questions and see how... But it was in that that I really developed my confidence and found what I would call like my power questions, which are, mm-hmm. okay, when someone says this, if I ask this question, it gets them to like dig in and see what they need every single time. And you don't find that without asking enough questions to kind of like figure out how people do respond. So like, how do we, how do you think we deal with like, this like this failure of, of, of like, okay, like, if I fail, it says something about me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I think first is knowing too that in those failures, if you say the wrong thing, if you mess up, it doesn't mean you've like ruined the whole thing. And this person like, isn't gonna, isn't gonna be into, I think it it makes you human. It makes part of you human. And I think part of that too, is like admitting what you don't know, right? And so that's a great question. I don't have the answer for you. But here, I'm going to go find the answer and come back and I'll, I'll send you a follow-up email or I'll message you and let you know. Right. So I think it comes from like being honest too. Mm-hmm. It, it gives you that like human aspect. Yeah. The other side of this is like also having a growth mindset. So I know that like, just because I failed at something doesn't mean that I'm a failure. Right. 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 It means that I have an opportunity to grow. 
And if this is something new, of course you're going to suck. Of course you're going to fail, right? Yeah. Nobody starts out like nobody is born a professional yeah. salesperson or nobody is born like great at this. This is a skill that you have to develop. And so I think starting from that mindset of knowing like, okay, I'm going to mess up and then I'm going to get feedback. And the feedback might be in the form of the other, the, the way the other person responds. Right. I'm going to collect that as data and then apply it for next time. Yeah. I, I love that. And I think that that's so important because like, really, if you just like pull away and I love to do this all the time is pull away from the thing that I'm currently emotionally attached to. Um, I play mm -hmm. three different instruments Every single one of them, I sounded like absolute crap for like <laughs> nine months before something finally started to click a little. I also played four sports growing up and every single sport was exactly the same way. The first right. one or two seasons, I was the worst kid on the team, but I was the kind of kid that also practiced like every day of the week and just kind of out of nowhere things would always find a way to just click. And there was really no rhyme or reason for it. It wasn't like, okay, after you've practiced this many hours, it was more of like, I just wanted so bad to play that guitar or to be good at basketball. I just, I loved it enough that I was willing to do the work it takes. And I think that sometimes we forget and we're like, yeah, but like, they're just like naturally talented. And it's mm -hmm. like, I've never had any natural talent. Everything <laughs> that I've ever done, I've had to really work for. And I know that that's like not a sexy topic online right now. It's it's like not right. sexy at all to like need to work for anything. It's something mm -hmm. I'm working on putting back into my message because the last year I feel like I've lost a little bit of the hustle in my message. Yeah, and I think that it can be a triggering word if taken to the extreme and done the wrong way. But like, we 100%. can't forget that there is some work involved or we're all a bunch of like scam artists, right? Absolutely. I think that's where like it comes with having the vision paired with the hustle, right? And um, there's people who are very far to one side or very far to the other. But in my experience, it really takes like, understanding the goal, understanding the vision, understanding the dream and understanding yeah. the work that's going to be required to get there. Absolutely. And then of course, just the, the one thing that I love to just like add to that is also the boundaries. Like mm -hmm. here's the goal I have. Here's the work that I'm willing to do to get there. And here's the boundaries on like setting up in advance limits so that I'm not working 12 hours a day and right. ruining my personal life. But like Having mm -hmm. boundaries and a work ethic can completely exist together. <laughs> and so I think it like people hear like the hustle, 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 and they think we mean work until you're like hustle your face off. And it's more about, yeah. no, it's, it's more about being persistent about doing the right things. Like you wouldn't go to the yeah. gym for six hours a day. It's not healthy. It'll destroy your hormones. It'll just absolutely screw you up. But you do have right. to take that hour that you're going to put in and be really intentional and, and, and a little aggressive with that one hour or you're not going to see any changes at all. Yeah, I love that analogy. That's awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So <laughs> let's talk about one of the other things you mentioned, which is people are scared to death. And I always, I love to joke that this isn't even a real word. Like, 
our entrepreneurial space invented a new word to go along with a limiting belief, which is they don't want to be salesy. I I don't even think that is actual English. (laughs) The word salesy is a word we made up, right? Mm -hmm. Based on some type of like an identity that we probably picked up on like at the car dealership, right? So people are afraid of being salesy. How do you kind of like address that? Yeah, I mean, I think I even see it in myself when people are like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a salesperson. And people are like, ah, right? (laughs) Um, So it is, I think knowing like anything you've ever purchased or signed up for or done, someone sold you on that. Whether you knew they were selling you intentionally or maybe you didn't realize you were being sold. Maybe it was a person, maybe it wasn't even a person, but every business and service has marketing. And marketing is to convert sales, right? And so I think knowing that, I, I think people associate the word salesy with, like you said, the the car dealership or the person yeah. that's like breathing down your neck while you're just trying to browse. Right. Um, and, you know, that's not what we're doing. That's a choice. That's like how you decide to show up in your right. business. And so for me, it was like sitting down and looking at, okay, what feels good? And that's what I lead with of, of, you know, anything that I'm going to offer is like, how would I want this to be presented to me? Yeah. Right. And sometimes that is like, for me, a a slide into the DMs or a cold call for my corporate job um, or an email, but just understanding like, if someone was selling this to me this way, would I feel like that was salesy or I would be excited that they're offering it to me? Yeah. Yes. And this is, so this is something I call sales psychology, which is funny because last night I, I was doing a webinar. I, I talked a lot about sales psychology and I was like, guys, if you really pull it all back, I use a fancy word, sales psychology. It's really common sense. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just, it's taking the time to just stop and think, how would this sentence, phrase, whatever, make someone react. And, and, and it's really just being proactive about kind of predicting how human behavior naturally works. Like if I come running at you as fast as humanly possible, and I'm a stranger, there's three ways mm-hmm. you're going to react. One, you run, two, you punch me in the face, or three, you just completely freeze up because you don't know what to do. Like that is and right. that's just natural human behavior. So if we can just think about natural human behavior we can find a way to say, okay, I wouldn't like someone saying that to me. So how can I like soften this up? How can I make this nicer? How can I make this more polite? There's there's a million ways to talk to humans that isn't weird, right? And I think that's too where you get to find your own voice. Yeah. And that's where I think helps you connect with the right people because yeah. then you're truly talking like how you would speak to your best friend or your ideal client rather than just the way you think you're supposed to sell something. Yes. And that's where we all get into a lot of trouble is when we make assumptions about how something is supposed to be versus Mm -hmm. asking what I want it to look like. I mean, I wrote an entire book on leadership because of that exact assumption about leadership, right? Like leadership, kind of like what you said about sales, leaders supposed to know all the answers. And if I don't know all the answers, what am I doing trying to mentor somebody? Because the, and it's it's this it's this BS thing that we have made up about like we need to be perfect because mm-hmm. somewhere we got the idea that the people we look up to are perfect. Right. And 
is ridiculous. Like we're all just humans. <laughs> like we're just humans. Like that's it. None of us are perfect. We all screw up. We all had to literally strike out a thousand times before we made any hits. And that's just what it is. And, and I think that brings us up to like kind of the last thing that you wanted to chat about, which was, which was resilience, you know, as, right. as so, so talk to me a little bit about resilience. I know that this is something um, again, that can come with some negative content if it's, if it's like taking like out of context, but like, let's talk about what resilience really is. Yeah. I think it, it is a huge piece of being able to be successful. Um, you know, anything that you're promoting, anything that you're selling, the goal isn't for it to be for everyone. Right. And so the way that I, I look at it as the people that aren't interested, the people that say, you know, no thanks. Um, the people that maybe don't respond to whatever you're offering, those are just weaning out the people who this wasn't meant for in the beginning, yeah. right? Because I don't know about you, but when I am like off offering a product or service, my best experiences and the things that just like fill my cup and make me so excited as a business owner are when I really get to connect with someone, yeah. right? And so that comes from, again, finding my people. And so it starts with this mindset, again, of it's not what those people are saying is about me or yeah. who I am or the quality of what I'm offering. It's about what's right for them right now, yeah. which I know is something that you talk about so much too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that it's, it's so, it's so freaking important. And, and, and this is another part of really good sales is we make it about them, not about us. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, you're on a journey. Like I, I literally reached out to you and was like, Hey, would you want to do a call swap? You know, I'll speak for your team. You could speak on the podcast. And the reality is you could have not responded and right. that could have meant a thousand different things. One of those things could be, yeah, I've seen this guy online. I don't really like him. Not it. <laughs> Which by the way, would be fine because <laughs> we don't even know each other on like a personal level. So why would I be offended if you didn't like me? We don't even know each other. Right. But that's like the story right. we try to make up. But it's also just possible like, oh, I didn't know that you also have a full-time job. So like you're essentially running two businesses. Maybe you're just busy. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just have other things. Go There's like a million things that can be going on in the background. And I think we make it about ourselves. 100%. And that's where we get in a lot of trouble because mm -hmm. if you make it about yourself, there will always be a story for why you're not good enough. And you're just feeding that story over and over and over and over. And while you're feeding that story, there's someone else on the other side of that message that's struggling and needs your help. Right. You're not going to reach And you, 100%. And you probably like know that the actual stats behind this or, or whatever, but um, we get so hung up on the negative, right? Like it's so easy that our brain yep. goes to the negative. There might be 500 people that are interested and one that says no, but yeah. the thing we're going to focus on is not the 500 people that had a positive reaction. It's yep. the one that had the negative. And so I think it's like, focus on the next person that you can impact, right? Like yeah. focus on finding the next one rather than, you know, you know, the one person who maybe wasn't into it right now. Right. Yeah. And, and going back to what you said, I do think this is so important is to understand that like, not everyone is for your product, your program, not everyone is for you. And that's great. Mm -hmm. 
That's yeah. great because, you know, like 95% of the people that are in this industry I have found are introverts anyways. Mm-hmm. So I always kind of joke. I'm like, what is the deal with all of you introverts that are so upset that more people didn't want to hang out with you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that should be your great. Like you should, if you send a message to someone and they ghost you, you should be excited because you don't even like yeah. to talk to people. So like, why would you want to talk to more people than is necessary? What we want to do, what any really good marketing plan does is gets really freaking specific about exactly mm-hmm. who they want to work with. Because if you try to advertise to everyone in the world, that's just expensive, right? Mm-hmm. That, is, that will yep. cost so much money. That's why I think billboards are so stupid. I, like I'm driving down the highway every day and I'm just like looking at billboards, like, what are you doing right now? You just spent thousands of dollars for people of all ages, all genders, all mm-hmm. interest groups to have to see this. And only 10% of us care. It's the worst. Yeah. But that's what we do when we care too much about what everyone thinks about us versus how do I just go find the couple of people that like I'm supposed to serve that want to hang out with me? Boom, everyone else. If everyone else ghosts me, that's a really great sign because that means I narrowed it down. Right. And then I also find that when you have that like deep connection with the people that are truly your people, you are able to work smarter, not harder, because they also know somebody who probably fits exactly your niche as well. And they maybe tell them word of mouth. Then you didn't even post anything right? or like you didn't even try to target that person. And you just were able to provide such a specific experience that this person needed that they're going to tell other people. Fully agree. And that's one of the most under talked things about in our industry is, is, is referrals. You know, and, and you don't have to have a full on referral program with bonuses and opt-ins and things like that. I mean, literally something John Maxwell taught me that the most powerful question you need to ask every single person is like, who do you know that I need to know? And and mm-hmm. that's honestly one of the number one ways I grew my business was landed a client. Cool. I really liked that client. Like, who do you know that does something similar? Because if I helped you solve a problem, the people you know have similar problems, I'll probably be pretty good at their problems too. And before you know it, people think you're a freaking expert. And the reality is you just have a couple problems you're really good at solving and connected with the people Mm -hmm. that have. It doesn't mean I'm good at solving any other problems in life. I mean, I like to think I've gotten better at life, but like the reality is I have a couple things I'm really good at and Mm -hmm. that's what I get paid for. And I think we, going back to something you said earlier, we think we gotta have no all, I don't know all the answers. I got everything that everybody needs. No, I just need to have conversations about things that I'm really confident about and leave everything else for someone else to take care of. Right. It is, it is that like exceptional customer experience and then ask a hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. Shelby, thank you so much for being on with us today. I appreciate it so much. Where can people go to find you, learn more about what you got going on and hang out with you? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. Um, I'm primarily on Instagram at Shelb Houston. My last name is H-U-G-H-S-O-N. Do you say it's Shelb Houston? Yes. Okay. So no why? So it's not your full no name? No why. Okay. No why. It's Shelb. So, <laughs> so you're going to see in the uh, caption of this podcast that her name is Shelby Houston. Okay. But for the sake of Instagram, leave off the E. It's just Shelb. 
Houston, H-U-G-H-S-O-N. Thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it so much. I know everyone enjoyed this. Um, guys, the thing with sales that is probably like anything else, one of the hardest parts, I, I know I talk a lot about on this podcast, I talk a lot about how like mindset isn't going to fix everything, but it is the foundation of everything. So even with sales, with recruiting, with leadership, like whatever it is you got to do in your business, even though we need the tactical strategy, we also have to make sure we overcome the limiting beliefs that are keeping us from taking action because it is in the action that we learn. So please don't forget that. Re-listen to this a couple times. If you're caught on some of these things, listen to it a few times. I love you guys so much. I believe in you. Remember that everything you need is already on the inside and all the resources you'll ever need are right under your nose. Have a great day, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in today to Your Push Coach. I hope you enjoyed so much of this deep dive into the tips and strategies you can use to build your coaching business. If you want to hear more episodes just like this, please make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get notified when a new episode releases every week. Also, make sure and tag me over on your stories wherever you're listening to the show so that I can share them over to my stories. Remember, you are worthy of everything you want in life. You are capable of everything you want in life. You have infinite creativity and wisdom and life and love living on the inside of you. So go be a light today in the people you serve. I will see you next time.